We would like to take this opportunity to recognize the validity of the protests going on throughout the United States and the world, advocating for greater equality and justice for all people at risk. We want to affirm that love is love, that black lives matter, and trans rights are human rights. If I might, I will leave you with a poem. Something is terribly wrong if the pain, sorrow, and outrage of a people makes you more uncomfortable than murder itself. By Rupi Kerr. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Fortune and Strife. I'm Robert, or Bayushi Shinichi, and I'll be your host and narrator. I am Jeannie, and I am playing Dochi Gen. I am Tyler, and I am playing Okoto Ricci. I'm Tiff, and I'm playing Kuni Yui. I am Paul, and I'm playing Shishiro Bisho. You couldn't see fit to have someone waiting for me. I had to make my way to the magistrates and then to the house of my own daughter without uh, being met on the road. Ryuji, come, show me. Where might my staff set up for the evening? And Ryuji is just like, ah, father-in-law. And he bows deeply, still with a shake. And he stands up. Uh, you remember my friends from Shiromatsu, don't you? And he just glowers at the four of you. And especially when his face passes over those of you who interceded on his daughter's behalf for this marriage and just affixes you with one of the dirtiest looks you can imagine. And yes, no, I do remember them. It is one of the worst days of my life. I like to think of it as the day I truly lost my daughter before this whole unfortunate business happened. Now, please, show me to a room. And Ryuji is is bristling, and the shaking starts to come back to him. And you can see that he is just beside himself and about ready to lose it on the old man when he walks and shows them to a room in the back of his home. This is going to take some work. Ryuji-san, I do not remember in our correspondences since then, but are you... Did you train in the medical corps? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, I do not know the number of healers in this town, but this might be a good time to examine the baby, and I can potentially ask Sueno-san to see if her nursemaid is here in town. It has been a couple of hours. Okay, yeah, now that, now that everyone else is gone, I will do kind of that cursory look. Obviously, this baby is very much quieter than normal. This is what, uh, she's about a few weeks old at this point? Uh, less than that, uh, just about a week old. About a week old, okay. Yeah, brand new baby newborn. Okay. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and make me a water medicine check to do a survey of the baby and just kind of give her right. a once-over. All right, again, water of three, medicine of two, We'll go from there. All right. I think it's really just a TN1 to go over a, a child. Ah, let's make it two. They can't really talk to you or tell you what might be bothering <laughs> them. So, yeah, let's make it a two because they're effectively nonverbal. Okay. And yes. I'm watching like a hawk with just a grin going over my face. Got it. Dakota Ricci looks over the baby. Yui will walk over and point out that there's a part of her hair that is white 
So as Ricci unswaddles the baby and goes and looks them over, it's not just a tuft, but a full head of white hair. Ooh. Oh, mm-hmm. so you noticed that too. Yes. It is either a sign of a powerful connection with the Kami or and or a little bit of madness. Oh, don't say such a thing. Let's think of the positive at first. Always prepare for the worst. Two success, two opportunities, and one strife. It's a little difficult working with a baby, and the white hair is a little weird, but it's not too bad. And overall, the baby seems to be in good health, just your normal, everyday, happy little baby. But how much you would like to spend your water opportunities? Some ideas with a scholar water check, something that could be good is to spot a unique or identifying quality aspect or ability on something that you're identifying is always a key one to go with for water. That sounds like a perfect one here because I'm normally, you know, newborns are can be fairly rambunctious and loud. And the fact that she hasn't even cried at once in the time that we're here, including with all the commotion, is very unsettling for me. So I want to focus in more on that and see if there's something weird about that. And of course, obviously, the white hair and maybe Kakita relation. Sure. So that's one opportunity. How much you want to spend your other one? The other one, you know, even though it's still work, and it's still a, it's still something that Richie does not usually like doing. It's still a cute baby. Someone has tried to remove some baby. strife from it. You know what? Yes, it's still do- medicine doctoring, but God dang it, if it doesn't have its perks every once in a while, when you get to play with cute babies and their fat little bellies and their sausage fingers. And yes, go ahead, remove two strife. And I think we left off with Yui and uh, Bishos talking about how, oh, so you noticed that. And yes, that we mentioned that it has possible connections, strong connections with the Kami and possibly linked with madness in some cases. Forgive me. I and Sueno and I are going to go see if we can find the child's nursemaid. So the two of you heading out, you can either ask the the old monks or Yoichi, the magistrate is still out front on the road watching for any new travelers coming into town to pay their condolences. You might go and uh, talk with him or I don't know, where else might you go looking for this uh, nursemaid? Um, I will go to Yuichi since he seemed to know the family quite well when we chatted briefly coming into town and say, forgive me, but I believe that the child is in need of its nursemaid. And is there a woman of the village who was providing that? Uh, yeah, yes. I, I not, not a problem. That would be Haru. And he, yeah, come with me. And he starts telling you a rambling story that you're not quite sure where it uh, is going to wind up. But you'll be dinged if it doesn't take up the entire time of walking from Ryuji's house to a small house about halfway across town. And it ends promptly with, and that's when Haru here gave birth a month ago to, to a small boy. And she has more than enough to go around. Yes, feel free to implore uh, her anytime you need, anytime that Mariko needs to f- Har has readily given her consent to come and let her know, and she will do her best to provide for the young girl. All right. It's just been a number of hours. Thank you. And I knock on the door to Haru's house. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah, more of a hut with all of this mud brick that you are not used to. Yeah. The you almost find no no paper exteriors. Almost all of the houses are very dark inside because of this. They don't have much for skylighting besides fully removable bamboo panels. But you go ahead and knock on the door and a young woman answers and she's 
Yes, Samurai-sama. How may I help you? Amaruko, I believe is... It's been some hours and it's time, and I wanted to have a chance to meet you. I know that her father would normally be sending for you, but he is dealing with other matters, and I thought that I would make sure that everything happened for him while he was struggling with those other affairs. Oh, of course. And she reaches right next to the door where she has a small cushion and blanket set aside, and she just picks it up, and she says, it's quite all right. I was going to inquire. I uh, had just finished putting my boy down for the evening. He's uh, finished feeding a while ago, so I should be all set to also nurse Mariko. All right. I, if I may, I can accompany you back. Of course, please. That would be wonderful, uh, Sama. So as we walk, I'll make a few little comments to try to make her more comfortable. (laughs) You mostly seem to think it's just unease at a a new face, but as you talk about the baby or bring up some other easy topics, she's able to follow in conversation with you quite well. But it's just a bit of uncomfortableness with a, a new face. Yes. I was wondering, were you there during the delivery? Could... If you don't mind, I I haven't had children of my own, but can you tell me how the delivery went and what happened? Unfortunately, I I wasn't there for uh, the delivery. I've just uh, recently given birth myself just last month. Was there a midwife? Mostly recovering. Yes, yes, there was. And that would be Taniko. She lives in town. She uh, spoke of a a difficult and trying experience that the baby seemed to come out the wrong way around and that it just, it was a very taxing delivery and it just sucked all the life force and energy out of poor Kaguya. Uh, I am, I'm grateful for the task you are doing to take care of the child now. Has she seemed, she seems a very happy child. Have you seen any other interesting behavior? Just the fact that she doesn't seem to carry on. She just latches on and we have a wonderful time feeding. She doesn't make any trouble for me that way. She latches on and we spend about a couple hours uh, every day together. I try to come about two or three times a day. Change her every once in a while when Ryuji is just completely exhausted. But I would the only thing I would say is that it is odd is that the the child was and she looks around and then whispers to you she has white hair and i've we've, we've never really seen that before and ryuji seems very protective of the child because of that <laughs> gan chuckles a little bit it's not unheard of in the lands of my clan gan of course having white hair though <laughs> maybe not naturally no not as naturally they'll come by as naturally as others yes <laughs> all right we're here already. I thank you for the moment. Of I'm course. sure the baby is just fine. Perhaps the air kami took a special liking to her in her birth as a blessing from her mother. Please. Uh, very good. I'll I'll go in and uh, see what I can do. Thank you so much. We'll we'll talk soon. Okay. <laughs> go in. So in the time that uh, that Jen has stepped out, Richie's holding little Mariko and looks up to the Cooney. And says, this is very strange. She's a lot calmer than what I was expecting. But I've never seen hair like this outside of a crane. Hmm. Unless there is some other extremely traumatic experience. Being only a week old, this seems a little unusual. 
traumatic experience can cause such a thing? Non-Shadowlands traumatic experience? So you would know, Yui, from uh, working in the, the Halls of the Damned, as it were, that yes, many samurai that go into the Shadowlands can return with stark white hair after a particularly terrible and traumatic battle with the Shadowlands. Sometimes it uh, denotes being tainted, but sometimes it comes as just a streak at first before going all white. It's uh, fairly uncommon for it uh, all to go white. If anyone would like to make me a culture check, an earth culture check, TN3, I might be able to provide you with some additional information. I'll try it. Okay. Uh, I might as well. I will not be able to make that check. That's fair enough. I won't be able to make it, but I'll at least try it. Yes, anything's possible. (laughs) (laughs) So this is culture, right? Yes, TN3 culture check. You know what? I will also try to. All right, go for it. That's the spirit. What's the worst that can happen except for strife? No. I mean, anyone can make it if you roll enough explosions. Enough explosions, and you're willing to pay for the strife, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take the three successes and the one strife. All right. No. Nada. I'm just, I'm keeping the blank. Oh, poor, poor, <laughs> poor, poor B-Show. Yep, yeah, got nothing there. Not enough, but. Not enough. All an right. opportunity, but still not. An opportunity? Okay. And, oh my goodness, that's uh, looking pretty good on Gen's. Uh, although Gen's only going to keep one die. I explosions. Always keep the explosions and, and bank on it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, just going through again. B-Show just runs up with uh, zeros. Tiff, you had an opportunity? Yes. And what was your shortfall? I won. I got one success. You got one success. So you had a shortfall of two. B-Show's got a shortfall of three. And Doji again. I got uh, right. three successes and two strife. I had an explosion. Oh, excellent. All right, yes. So, Gen and Ricci, you remember two different stories. Again, you, of course, are reminded of Doji Haku, who became the Daidoji founder, who went to the Shadowlands and came back with a head of white hair and could no longer speak and never spoke another word in their life. And Ricci, you're, you're remembering certain stories of yeah, samurai that would go into battle and some that would come back with white hair or shocks of white hair throughout their head. But yes, again, besides those child, those children with possibly red eyes and the palest of skin suffering from albinism, you've never heard of a, a, a child being born that way, that the trauma usually generally takes place during adulthood, something that you can actually affect the mind, body, and spirit like only the true horrors of a battle would do. This is extremely unusual. Yes. Okay, Akoto-san, continue to hold the baby. I'm going to perform a cleansing and see if I can uh, do anything. Hmm? Might, we, might we converse with the father first? <laughs> it does seem a little rude do not in his presence besides i have come with i have come with hama who has come to feed the child and it's about that time that you guys go to find uh ryuji and next thing it is ryuji and his father-in-law gone and they are arguing just i brought three maids they can handle the uh, job better than any scrub peasant that you have found in this dirt farm of a village that you reside in. These are three of the finest women I could find to do the job before I left the Phoenix Lands. The least you could do is let them do their job. And he, and he's, he just seems adamant. I, I only trust Haru with my daughter. 
And he comes out and he sees you guys have been looking over the baby and he immediately runs over to her and he wraps her up very tightly and methodically and makes sure to tuck all the hair back up underneath the swaddling cloth as best he can. She's been feeding and, and nursing off of Haru for the last week. At least let's finish out the day and give your women time to settle in. And again, it's just like, they have had enough time. We have been on a boat for over a week. I'm sure they are just fit to burst at this point with milk. Just let them do their duty. And he's just, it's also Haro's duty. She has volunteered her time and her body to my family. We will talk of this later. For now, why don't we all just get some rest? We have a funeral to attend tomorrow. Uh, get that, Gan just throws his hands up and uh, just disdain and aggravation fine we will put my daughter to rest tomorrow and discuss the rest of this then i will sleep and pray that we all have uh, cooler heads tomorrow and he stamps and storms off to the back room and if it wasn't for as much hard packed earth underneath the uh, the home here you would just hear his feet thundering throughout the house and that's when you see his yojimbo ticket station out in front of his door and uh, the three maids fall in line beside the Sheba, and they just very quietly talks amongst themselves off in uh, another corner of the room. And Ryuji's just like, I'm sorry about that. I, I don't mean to be making um, a scene at this time. And he hands the baby over to Haru. But uh, please, if you could in the future, it's very, I, I fear for the baby catching a cold and not doing well after this troubling birth. So please, if you could keep her swaddled. The Cooney is sweating through their face paint. It is not cold at all. You have not gotten anywhere near the frost or the cold of autumn. It is still the hot autumn nights at this point of uh, Rokugan. And yet he is here just bold face lying to you all as just terribly as he can. Ryuji could never tell a lie very I'm just going to straight up ask him, is it the hair? He kind of shoots a, 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 a sidelong glance towards uh, the Sheba and the maids and just... Yes, Bisho, it's the hair. Like, we don't need to be causing a scene in front of my father-in-law right now. Will you shut up already? And he's just frothing mad at this point. I'm just going to go up and whisper one thing to him. And Nari knows her name. And he loses it. The next thing you know, you have a fist balled up just under your solar plexus in your gut. And you are... Feet off the ground, ass over tea kettle, onto the floor. Ouch. Don't you dare. And yeah, you've at least, that becomes an excellent question. I believe that Exhausted just says that you can't lose strife through rest, but I don't believe it says anything about through unmasking. So good news, Ryuji is now at zero strife. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news is that, yeah, uh, Bisho just took three fatigue right into the goddamn solar plexus. Yeah, and Ryuji just drops you and just starts screaming. You haven't called. You haven't called upon me. You haven't written in five years. I have tried to reach out to my friends, to all of you, and each of you have written back. Each of you have said lovely things. You all introduced me to my wife, and yet I hear nothing of you until Kagi is death. And now you come in here and you speak to me of the fortunes and the gods and what they have done for my family and who they know. They took Kaguya from me. Don't you Dare! Don't you even dare come to me and speak this way, Bisho. You have no right. You are no friend of mine. You have not been a friend of mine since oh, we knew you five years ago, and I hardly knew you then, and I definitely don't know you now. 
get out of my house. And he just turns around and just fumes off towards the back of the house, but realizing that his father-in-law is back there, just stands in the middle of his house, shaking and fuming, and just trying his best to not look at any of you at this moment. Okay, I will leave. Thank you for the reminder of how strong you are. But I would talk to the CUNY before she does a ritual, and I'm going to start leaving. Yeah, he wheels around. What? Yes, I would very much too, as is our way, perform a cleansing rite on your child. That is all right. First Bisho, and now you, what, do you suspect her of being tainted? Of what, devouring my wife? From the inside out? What is this? Peace. It's not a suspicion. It's merely what we always do. Always. And he just starts to sway and he just he buckle his knees buckle up from underneath him and now he's just fallen onto his own uh, ass on the floor here and just I can't even there's no one in the village just cleanses Ryuji-san, a child please take a deep breath your father lies in the next room and he wouldn't and you would not want him listening to this find your center and take a deep breath <laughs> especially how crazy it sounds I still haven't quite left, but I'm still going to comment. You will do no such. Th- you will do no such thing to my child right now. Take a deep breath. I understand how you feel. Believe me. But now is not the time. We must think about how we are going to handle your father-in-law. We're going to have to figure out a lot of things really fast right now. But first, you must make your mind clear. Can you he do takes that with a me? Very, a very deep breath, and he tucks his feet underneath him, and he gets into a kind of lotus position, uh, seating position, and he does his best. His breath is still ragged and sharp, but he does his best to try and control it in measured, long intakes and exhalations of breath. And he does this for about five minutes before. The next thing you know, he started to nod off and his head droops down. And before the hearth and his friends, Ryuji finally sleeps for the first time in a week. Ryuji-san has just drifted off to sleep with his baby Mariko in his lap. Gen stands up and says, We need to discuss what we can do to help Ryuji here. It seems you think that there is something, if not wrong with the child, you see the need for doing a cleansing, right? There's something unusual here. The white hair is usually experienced through a dramatic event. And while childbirth could be seen as traumatic, not in particular for any baby, this is something that is extremely unusual. With the proximity to the crab lands, it it never hurts to be too sure. With her or her mother having even the slightest bit of chance getting exposure to any sort of taint, there is always precautionary measures that should be taken. But why taint? 
why does it have to be tanked? It could be they're better connected to the Kami than you or I. Then if that's the case, if it is a benevolent thing, then my right will be nothing more than making me feel better about it. But I see no harm. We could just ask the baby. What? Maybe, perhaps that Ryuji struck you a little too hard. Could you say that for me one more time? We just ask the baby. It's simple. I don't think this is the time for your jokes, Bisha-san. I'm not joking. We could just ask the baby. Of course. How could we have seen such an easy solution pass by us? Let us ask. Mariko, and Ryuji looks down at the baby and says very quietly as not to wake Ryuji. Mariko, could you tell us what is wrong with you? Not like that. Though I want to do this outside from prying eyes. All right. Perhaps we can give them a moment to sleep and we'll all step outside. A bow to the maids. Please forgive us. We are distressed for our friend and he is obviously very distressed and exhausted ourselves and glance up at the Ojimbo. We are going to step out for a minute. If you can please allow him to rest properly. All right. I'm going to need you to make me a courtesy check and I'm going to give you a void point to do it blind. All right. If you'd like, you You don't have to. I hate that. (laughs) All right. Of course, I'll be happy to do it. This sounds like an air or water is the charm. You're being charming, but air is also the tricksy kind of con style way to do it. I'm thinking air or water would both be appropriate in this case, but I'm curious, what do you think? I think I am going to go water for this one. Okay, there you go. So just simple charm offensive. So doing it blind, the player does not know what the TN of the check is going to be. They have to go against the hidden TN, and uh, just it's a good way to generate void in this game. So if you have something that you wanted to be challenging, most roles are above board, but every once in a while you want to throw them something secret. Okay. I have two opportunities and two successes. I will use... One of the opportunities to negate the strife from keeping the success. Okay. And the other opportunity to negate two of my current strife. Okay. And then I have two more opportunities. Notice an interesting physical detail present in my environment, not directly related to this check. All right. I will go ahead and give that to you in your own private chat thing and let other people do things in the meantime. Uh, But I will say that you have a a shortfall of one and the Sheba uh, stands up and not so discreetly lets the the butt of their Naganata thump on the floor of Ryuji's home. It would be my honor to watch over you and the child at this time. It would be uh, within my purview to make sure that Gon's granddaughter is well protected in these times. I would not dream of taking his granddaughter away from the arms of him or his nursemaid, depending on her needs. I was merely speaking of removing ourselves from the presence of this room for a moment. Please protect them as you see fit. 
ah, at that, he will just, he will nod and says, but please, it was Haru, wasn't it? Feel free yes. to come forward and nurse the child. I'm sure that uh, they need it now that the father is ready to rest. So even though you're not able to get the baby outside, per se, to do some uh, shenanigans with it, you are able to get the baby the nursing that it needs. And the Sheba doesn't seem to be angry or upset. They just are very zealous in their charge and just mostly seems to want to do the right thing here. All right. So the four of you then go ahead and get yourself out, out front that the monks have shifted over closer to the road now. One is pouring tea for the other while the other still continues to do their chanting so that at least one is always chanting while the the other has their dinner and some tea. Uh, Yoichi is off talking with some of the villagers down by the uh, monks on the road. But the four of you find yourself in the relatively unknown position of some privacy at this point. The nice thing about Suzume homes being mostly made of mud brick is that unlike other homes, sound doesn't travel through them as easily. So there is that. You finally have a bit of privacy for yourself. This seemed better. So then, now what? For myself, I think there is probably a perfectly normal, non-supernatural explanation for her hair. And it seems surprising to me that we would be considering such things. That said, she was with her mother in the time of her death. And a cleansing would probably be customary anyway, especially under those circumstances. So we could potentially persuade him when he is more calm. My fear, and this is for the sake of our friend, that Isawa-sama will try to take away the baby. And I think that would cause our friend untold amount of grief. He is a phoenix. And that baby, I assure you, is probably blessed. So he would probably try to take it away. Agreed. I'm not certain if anyone in these lands would be qualified to handle it outside of Ryuji himself being the father. If, if they were to take the child, would they force the father to stay here? Probably. More than likely. Isawa-sama does not seem to care much for Ryoji. That's a good point. You heard what he said about his daughter being lost the day he wed our good friend. Now, if we seek to answer some of the mystery of the daughter, I have the name of the midwife that delivered her. She is here in town, and we can learn something of that story while we're here. And I admit, I think that there is a common cause for the hair. I'm very curious as to what it is. Oh, yes, we should definitely, absolutely do that. Let's go talk to her. Uh, Yui seems really excited to have someone she can finally question. And she pauses. I did notice one thing. Oh. Isawa-sama's travel papers. He's not sent here merely by his lord. He's sent here by the whole elemental council. Oof. 
Oh. So, in my concern about the Sheba or them taking them back, it may be even more than we thought. That means they're watching. This has become a lot serious than I thought. Let's take a moment to speak with the midwife, maybe, and let them sleep the baby in. No, nobody is going to have any rational conversations tonight. Not in that household. I plan to speak to that baby one way or another. All right. So it sounds like at this point, you guys are uh, looking to go speak with the midwife. I know that the Yui and Gin are game for that. Uh, how about Bisho and Richie? What are you guys thinking at this time? Oh, Richie's definitely going to the midwife as well from one medical practitioner to another. Okay. I say let's have everyone head over to the midwife then. All right. You guys head off to go talk with Taniko, I believe was the name of the midwife that I was giving you. Again, it's easy enough to go speak with the magistrate Yuichi. He knows everyone in town. He tells you a fine story. It drags a little bit. But at the end, if it doesn't always make a bit of sense and it's always timed for just the right amount, the right number of steps to get from one part of town to the next, the man knows this area. And you guys get to another one of these, what, what you guys would almost call uh, a dilapidated house by a cre cremator's rank in any other part of the empire is the home of uh, the woman in town who births all the babies and tends to most of the wounds. This is a woman who has some knowledge, but she's also on the far end of town, almost to the woman outside of town that knows all the herbs and all the birds and the woods and that kind of thing. This woman kind of fulfills that role. But she's the local healer and the local midwife, as Yuichi has informed you on the way over, even though it takes a bit of deconstructing that, that story backwards to forwards. But Taniko calls you in. She's an elderly woman, probably in her 50s, bent of back and thin but strong hands with a very leathery skin pulled back around the nails from a life of hard work of picking herbs and digging in the land of the uh, sparrow, the, the hard rock and the rocky soil here. Oh, come, please, Samurai Samus, please have a seat. Let me let Taniko make you some tea. I take it you're here to uh, speak with me about Mariko and Kaguya. Indeed. You are very wise. She makes her way over to a rather large medicine chest, one of those old ones that's blackened with an age and has about 200 tiny little drawers and drawers within drawers. And she makes her way through about a good half dozen of them as she starts to make a tea and set it to steep in front of everyone. Oh, it takes uh, no, no more wisdom than anyone has to realize that when four samurai show up on your doorstep, that after the death of, of another samurai in town, that... That's the that is the most recent event that I probably wish to speak to you about. I might be I might be old, but I am nowhere near Fakura Kurgen's uh, wit and wisdom at this uh, age than when I was a girl. Now, please let the sea sit for a while longer before you sip. It should hopefully revitalize you, and but without keeping you awake too long tonight, but give you some energy after your long travels. And she. Mm. We very slowly were, uh, inches her way down from where she was stooped over standing, and she hits the small of her back. Uh, t -t 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 uh, uh, sorry, it's a bit harder to get up and down after all these years. You'll forgive me if I uh, sit here by the fire now for the rest of the evening. It's no trouble at all. All right, so what is it you wish to, to know about, about Mariko? And Kagi, feel free to ask Taniko anything you wish. It's, it was a birth like many others, just it ended in tragedy. But again, even that isn't so uncommon. 
I just want to know. So these places are pretty small. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we see like their shrines inside? Yes. She would have a a, a very modest alcove near the door of her home. It has some rough but finely carved figures of the seven fortunes. All seven of them are lined up in her alcove at the front of the door in a folk art style. And anybody else added to the added to um, the mix? Anyone else added to the mix? It's no, I think that she just would have the uh, the seven fortunes themselves. The most finely crafted one she has is of Ebisu. Oh, ah, okay. That that says a lot. Yeah. Right. Again, just settles herself down, like she owns the place, and <laughs> says, "Perhaps if you just started by telling us the story of the birth and delivery, that would be a place to begin." About a week ago, I had Yuichi show up on my doorstep, telling me it was time that the the young woman's uh, water had broken and that I must show up immediately and do what I can to provide for her, that that there was a complication even from the beginning, that she had started bleeding from the very beginning of labor. And it was all I could do to try to staunch the flow of blood as she gave birth. I noticed that in the time since I had last uh, in, inspected and uh, seen mother and child that uh, the child had somehow shifted within the, the woman's body and was coming out the, the wrong way around. It is uncommon, but it happens. And it is usually a sign that it will be a long and troublesome delivery. I called for some of the other girls, but no one was able to really assist me in this regard. No one had ever seen one of these happen before. This is just something that over uh, a number of years. And unfortunately, most of the other old women that has been through this have all passed now. Only Taniko now knows about some of these more troublesome births. And I did what I could for her. I gave her the, the teas and I applied as many compresses as I could. And I, I tried to hit her with a few powders to stop the bleeding. But it carried on for uh, several hours. It was probably altogether a, a half day's worth of labor. And I was able to with Ryuji's help, get Kaguya to finally push, and with uh, the help of getting my small old hand in there, uh, I was able to get a hold of the child and help give it that last little extra push to bring her out. And while she came out feet first instead of head first, she came out with no bluing, no signs of, of distress. Your normal pink, wet, little denizen of this world. Just, she didn't scream. She didn't cry when she came. She was already just a, a a pink, wet mess, easily cleaned, easily let us care for her and get her cleaned off and ready. And Kagi was still with us at that time. She carried on for about another few hours. She was able to give the first nursing, but I don't know how much of it she still realized was just, was still there. She was in and out of thought, of consciousness, of words here and there. It wasn't until near the end before she herself passed with the babe in her arms, on her breast, nursing away, that she muttered one of her last words, Mariko. And that's when Ryuji nodded and promised his wife that is the name he would give their child. And it wasn't long after that she stopped breathing. 
It was just, she had bled too much. I had done all I could, but this old woman can't turn back uh, the, the, the hands of, of time or uh, stop, the, stop the, the, the losing of a life when it is already deemed to have happened. Were there any strangers in the village during this time? Hmm. Uh, Taniko has noticed there have been some strangers of late, but uh, only in the last few days, not beforehand. No, not that I remember. There's faces that I don't know now, but I'm sure that those are like your faces of those who Ryuji knew over the years, that Kaguya knew over the years. We have had people come and visit us. Samurai from Kyuden Suzume have come to give their condolences. And even some of the peasants and, and other farmers that Ryuji must have known and helped out over the years. I have seen some faces that are new, but not before the birth, no. What about during the pregnancy? Was there anything strange? Uh, strange, you'll have to uh, give me something to go off on that. Uh, uh, strange is... Oh, uh, no, more stra- no more strange than this scene, I, I told you. I, uh, nothing that really... Well, and that's when she looks down and says, Ah, oh, the tea must be ready now. She goes ahead and pours you each a cup, and then she slowly takes a sip. I suppose there was one thing. I feel silly talking about it, but I I can't not say when I'm in the company of samurai who are clearly looking at after their friends' interests, but the babe was born with white hair. That is a sign of ill omen of madness, of power, of potential, but always at a cost, it seems. Always at a cost. So that's when she slowly starts to work on her cup of tea some more and kind of remembering something. Have you assisted in the birth of another child with white hair in the past? Or is this merely what you have heard of children with white hair. Oh, I've heard the tales of children born with white hair. You don't get to be a midwife and not have heard certain tales uh, bandied about of children born with white hair that go missing or of strange gifts and tragedy that befalls them. I've birthed two others in my time and heard the tales of many more. Something that gets gossiped about when more than a few midwives get together around a fire, and more than enough shochu has passed between them. Two others with white hair? Was that also in this village? Um, one more in this village, and once at uh, Kyuden Suzume itself. Let's see. Interesting. Did all the mothers who give birth uh, to these children with white hair, did they all die? Not always. Many times, but not always. It seems that it's uh, it's either something that one then blames on the white-haired uh, child, or that the white-haired child is then put the blame to. It's it's an odd sort. If the mother dies, then it's likely to be blamed on that. Or years later, someone will hear of another tale of death and white hair and want to conflate the two. I don't necessarily know if there could. But it is something that, as a midwife, we don't often look forward to if it's something that we have 
that we see transpire. If another has been born in this village, how long ago was that? Is are are they still in this village, or have they since left? Oh, that was over ten years ago, and uh, that child disappeared. Uh, the child was born. The mother lived in that case. Mother and father were quite happy until until about two years later when we found the father and mother. They had both both died, but the child was gone. It, you died. found them dead in their home? At least that's what that's what Yuichi told us. Oh, I see. Sounds like we need to talk to Yuichi. I agree. I do have one question. Yes. You did say there were many strangers about. Did anyone have a face that you just didn't trust right away? Oh. Friend, you were in the the Sparrow Hills where uh, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. We generally don't turn anyone away, and even if we don't know them or they're unfamiliar to us, we always make sure to extend whatever hospitality we can here. It's a rough life. And we don't let those go wanting if we can help it. But there are those few who just radiate distrust. Have you met anyone like that? She sips from her tea with long and thoughtful. Uh, perhaps one, maybe two. There was the look of a man that I did not much care for. But uh, he seemed to just be passing through. I haven't seen him uh, since he passed through here about uh, a day or so ago. I figure he must be some sort of itinerant merchant or something. It was just he and an apprentice with him. They passed through town without uh, so much as a word for anyone else. It's uh, what's so odd. Usually everyone has something to say to someone, a story to tell. It's it's, uh, not often that you see someone who doesn't want to share a story with here. And did you catch any mons of clans or anything like that? Oh no, they weren't they weren't moneyed or samurai like that. They were just, as I say, probably a, a merchant and their apprentice. They had large packs on their back and they made their way through town without a word to anyone else. I think they had a long ways to go. Thank you. And thank you for the tea. Yeah, it is bitter, but invigorating without that same rush that you might get from something that is heavily caffeinated. What an intriguing mystery. Uh, Gen has this, like, little gleam in her eyes now. (laughs) We obviously must go and take the next step. (laughs) I want to sit there for a moment and look at my empty cap with all the tea leaves in it. I'm looking to see if the tea leaves are telling me anything. Okay, why don't you go ahead and make me a void theology check? Let's go ahead and do this with a TN of two. Okay, use it. Void point on this. Nah. Yeah, I don't have too much. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, why not? I'm going to spend the void point. All right. Oh, am I remembering that Bishop only has a void of one? Yep, Bisho only yeah. has a void of one. Yeah, hitting that TN2 with void with only one is uh, one kept die is tough. Does give me some strife, but... Uh, uh, I'll allow you to use six cents if you'd like to re-roll two dice. Oh, yeah, I will definitely do that. 
And I think since I'm rolling only two white and two black, and I have a hold of two, I'm going to at least keep the two explosions. Okay. And we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. So for my final result, originally, I got a success with a strife, an explosion with a strife, an explosion with a strife, and an, an opportunity with a strife. I kept the two explosions with strifes, and then I added the white and the black, and now my result is an explosion with a strife, a success with an opportunity, a explosion with a strife, and an opportunity. So three success, two opportunity, two strife. Yeah, I should probably spin those void opportunities. Sure. How do you want to spin those? Let's see. I think feel a uh, chill down your spine. Notice a sudden silence or detect another sign of supernatural. If there is a spiritual disturbance in the scene and I'm going to remove a strife. Always check your tea leaves, kids. Always check your tea leaves. Got it. Let me go ahead and write this to you. Got it. I'm I'm not going to say anything to anyone else. But I am going to show the old lady, Taniko. I'm Robert, or Mayushi Shinichi, your host and narrator. Thank you once again for listening. Remember to catch new episodes every Monday, and if you want to catch them early or looking for more bonus content, please consider becoming a supporting member of the Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. To reach out to us, email the show at fortuneandstrive at gmail.com. I'm Tiff, and I play Kuniyui. You can also find us on the web at courtgamespod.com, Facebook and Instagram under Fortune and Strife, and Twitter at L5RFNS. I am Tyler, and I've been playing a coder Ricci. You can find me on Twitter or on Twitch as Churcher Games. I'm Paul, and I was playing Shishiro Bishou. If you want to follow my other projects, I am the GM of two LGBT plus podcasts, Tales of Swordfall at Swordfall D&D, for D&D 5e and Gates of Orchid and Iris at G-O-I-L-5-R for L5-R 5e. This was Jeannie, a.k.a. Kakita Kaori, and also known as, at least today, Doji Gen. If you like, you can also find me on the Court Games RPG podcast at the Winter Garden of the Kakita website, or check out The Table is Yours for fiction readings of the FFG stories. This has been Fortune and Strife, a court games production in association with the Rokugani Historical Society. 